Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. It's critical if you look at the problems that we face on a micro level and a macro level, a global scale or a tiny scale within families, we need our teenagers to reach their full potential. And college prep should not hold them back. Education should not hold teenagers back. In fact, quite the contrary. College prep should be the impetus and education should be the vehicle that takes teenagers and empowers them, that emboldens them and allows them the kind of confidence and to develop the kind of skills that they need to know that they have self-efficacy, that they can bring themselves to a, a situation, a problem, a conflict, and because they bring themselves to that conflict and they know they know how to ask the right questions and they know they know how to explore, they know that at some point they're going to pull together the resources necessary and combine them in exactly the right ways to solve the problem. That is incredible confidence and that's what education can and should be all about. College prep should be the pinnacle of all of this. If we go down this education journey and we do it exceptionally well, that we will be rewarded with entrance to an incredible school with all of its resources and alumni support and incredible teachers and everything else that exists at these amazing schools. That's how things should be. And unfortunately, all too often, education does not empower teenagers. It leads to disengagement rather than engagement. All too often, college prep does not lead to empowering and building confidence in teenagers. It leads to grinding them to a stump and, and burning them out and crushing their goals and their dreams. And that's just not right. I've recently been reading, and I know I'm way behind. I know this book was popular a long time ago, but for whatever reason, I never quite read it, even though I loved the TED Talk. I've recently read, I just finished Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. And I'd like to take just a few minutes to explain my why, because I believe that teenagers are curious that they want to explore, that they have this natural tendency and they have this unbelievable energy and youthfulness about them that allows them to be really curious and to explore and to, to try new things and to fail and be willing to fail and get back up and try again. I believe that teenagers are incredibly resilient and they're incredibly capable. And I believe that these natural gifts of youth can be amplified or magnified through education. If we do things correctly in middle school and high school, along that journey as we prepare for college, college prep can be that final capstone, that final thing that really pulls out the best of a teenager. And that's my why. That's why I do what I do. As I recognize that there will be disruptions that are pretty significant. Disruptions like artificial intelligence, which we've already begun to see with ChatGPT, and the, the entire concept of a knowledge worker economy. This is probably something of the past. We're probably seeing the very beginnings of the end of the knowledge worker economy, where knowledge that was once the most important thing is soon to be irrelevant. Knowledge is at everyone's fingertips through artificial intelligence. And the question before too long is not going to be, can you accumulate knowledge? Can you learn this knowledge in a way that you can accumulate it and make sense of it and then state it back in a testing format or in some kind of, of project? Is there a way that you can accumulate knowledge and then share that knowledge with others? The question is going to be, what do we do with the knowledge? 
how do you find the connections in that knowledge that are relevant to today's problems? How do you solve real problems in the real world using this endless, endless supply of instantaneously available and accessible knowledge? Education is in for a rocky ride. And I'm talking about not only college education, but everything leading up to college. As teachers before long are going to have to start answering these really tough questions. What is education all about? What matters and what doesn't? What do our children who then become preteens and then become teenagers and then become young adults, what throughout this process, what should be the goals? What does represent the kind of growth trajectory that we want to see? Those are questions that are going to be difficult for teachers and educators across the entire gauntlet, from early education, preschool education, all the way through graduate school and doctorate degrees. This is going to be highly disruptive. And some people might be afraid of that. There's going to be disruption in lots of industries, not just education. But I'm not. And I don't think our teenagers should be afraid of it. In fact, the more I dive into this and the more I understand what is coming, and I admit, I barely am beginning to grasp what this is going to be. This is something that all of us are trying to figure out. And I've, I've been on panels and I've listened in on other panels about artificial intelligence and, and what that's going to mean for education in general. I love these discussions, but we are just barely beginning to understand. But what I would say we are beginning to understand is the accumulation of knowledge is going to become less and less relevant. And so why do we do what we do in the Ivy League Challenge? Because what is going to continue to be important and will increasingly become important, it will become more and more important as we go, is this ability to figure out what matters most to you and align your daily choices courageously with those core values. Understanding who you are and what drives you and why you think the way you think and what you value is going to be a gift that you can give to yourself for the rest of your life. It's something that's going to, in a, in a sea of disruption and frustration and fear, it will give you some certainty. It will give you an ability to stay grounded and say, I know that I don't have all the answers right now, but I know that I bring myself to the equation. I know what I stand for, and I know that I have a track record of, of working on and solving real problems in the real world. And so that leads us to the second thing that we do in the Ivy League Challenge. At first, we figure out our core values. But second, once we understand what matters most to us, the next phase is to move into your impact. How do you impact your community? Why does it matter that you have the values that you have? Well, it matters because there are issues in your community right now that violate those core values. And they've been making you angry and they've been making you sad. They've been breaking your heart for a long time. And you've probably been thinking, man, I can't wait until I'm qualified. Because at some time when I have the time and the energy and the education and I'm qualified and I have enough money and enough everything else, then I'm going to come back and solve this problem that breaks my heart. Well, that mindset is exactly the mindset that the rest of the world is locked into. It's a hypnotic trance where we believe that our job right now is just to keep working really, really hard doing what we're supposed to do because the next big thing is coming. And that's, of course, you've heard me talk about this many times on this podcast and certainly throughout my course, right? That it begins in elementary school where teachers talk about, man, you've got to learn responsibility. You've got to learn to work hard because middle school is coming. And then from middle school, it's you better work hard because high school is coming. And all through high school, it's you better work really, really hard because college is coming. 
And those of you who have been to college, you know that in college, it turns into you better work really, really hard because graduate school is coming or medical school is coming or your first job is coming. And then it's your first promotion and your first management position and your first this and your first that. And all we do our entire lives is work really, really hard because whatever matters is just around the corner. And so we need to be prepared for that thing when life really begins. Well, of course that's not true. And instead of living our lives that way, we need to be addressing the problems that matter to us in ways that are meaningful. And we begin that while the stakes are low. Why don't we teach teenagers to do this while you're still a teenager? When if you fail, you don't lose your mortgage or have other more serious consequences. When you fail, you just learn. You experience the failure and you have enough resilience and curiosity and an adventurous enough spirit that it doesn't break you. And so you just keep trying and you go back to it, but you didn't lose your home or you didn't, you know, you didn't have serious consequences because you failed at something. You're trying something new and taking risks when the stakes are low. So not only are the stakes low and the consequences for failure insignificant the younger you are, but also your only chance of learning these skills is to do the thing. And it doesn't matter if you do the thing when you're 15 or when you're 55. You're not going to learn how to recognize opportunities and recognize problems and recognize resources until you begin taking resources, identifying them, putting them together, and working and leading a cause to solve a problem in the real world. That process doesn't change, but your ability to execute each of those different steps changes when you have practiced it, when you've rehearsed it. And so you may think that when you're old enough and you're qualified, then you'll come back and solve this problem. You probably won't because by then the stakes of failure are high. You've got an entire family that depends on you. You've got a mortgage to pay. You've got all these other issues. And so you better do the safe thing. And you do whatever you've been doing, which is preparing for whatever's next in your life, working really, really hard because the next thing is coming. You better be prepared. Instead, you learn when the stakes are low, start to solve problems and learn how difficult it is to solve problems, but also how realistic it is, how amazing it feels to overcome that challenge and execute on something meaningful. And that is my why, because teenagers are fully capable of figuring out what matters most to them. And they're fully capable and are ideally positioned to begin living their lives to the fullest trying to solve meaningful problems and learning as they go. And of course, we're not going to share them in this podcast, but we've had incredible story after incredible story of teenagers who have done just that. They've not only built the confidence that comes from having success, they've built the grit and the resilience that came before they got success, and they know what it's like. And next time when bigger opportunities come their way and bigger problems need to be solved, guess who's going to step up and be able to solve that problem? It's going to be these teenagers. In fact, they get to the point where they no longer believe that, man, if they could just be lucky enough to get into their dream college, then they can be happy, then they can be successful. No, along the way, they begin to discover, look, college might be really powerful. All the resources and all the networks of support and everything that's available at a college, that sounds amazing. And I think I'd like to take advantage of that. But it's not like my happiness and my ability to perform in this world to, to contribute to a market economy depends on me going to college at all. It certainly doesn't depend on which college I go to. In fact, whichever college I choose to go to will be lucky to have me because I know who I am. 
I know what I stand for. I have a track record of solving real problems in the real world. I make my community a better place wherever I go. And so whichever school I choose to go to is going to be lucky to have me. And when all's said and done, that is the mindset that actually gives you your best shot at getting into the most selective colleges. Once you don't care about getting into that particular college, you're far more likely to make all the choices along the way that increase your chances of getting in anyway. If you care too much about that college, then what happens? College prep gets in the way of you reaching your potential. You start to live your life so that you can impress the admissions officer. You start to sacrifice your sleep. You sacrifice your fun and your friends because you feel like, man, my youthful energy, this time in high school is short. I just need to sacrifice all of these things that I care about for just a few short years. Then I can get into my dream college and then the whole rest of my life, I'll benefit from that, those few years of sacrifice. But the irony is you sacrifice all that time and what are you actually sacrificing? You're not sacrificing these things that don't matter. You're actually sacrificing the things that matter most as far as getting into that college. Because if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not learning very effectively. Then you're wasting your time and then you're gonna have to take more time studying. And so getting sleep is really important. It's not something to sacrifice in order to get into college. It's something to prioritize in order to get into college. Fun and family and friends time is not something to sacrifice in order to get into college. It's a tool that you use to build your creativity and empathy and relationship building and leadership and communication and to figure out what matters most to you. That self-awareness actually empowers you, enables you to communicate who you are to the admissions officers and how you fit into the class that they're trying to shape. And it gives you the insight that you need to figure out what your impact project should be. Which problem is most meaningful to you that you can spend your time solving so that you can relieve a portion of the population of some issue that violates your core values? How can you help? Admissions officers are constantly trying to figure out who are you and why does it matter, right? Well, if you work so hard preparing for college that you don't figure out who you are and why that matters, then you're gonna have a really hard time communicating that to the admissions officer. So my why, the reason I do what I do is because the world needs every teenager to reach their full potential and college admissions should not hold you back. Instead, college admissions should be the impetus that leads a teenager to say, I'm going to figure out what matters most to me and I'm going to courageously align my life with those things that matter most to me because as I become the kind of person who doesn't need college in order to be happy or successful, I also simultaneously become more and more attractive to the greatest colleges in the world. And so it is not a contradiction for me to be my best self. And as I begin living my life right now, instead of preparing for college, I actually do the best preparation possible. That's the why. The how is we do this through figuring out your core values. We do this in phases. Phase one, we figure out your core values. Phase two, we parlay that into a meaningful impact project. So once you figure out your core values, then we figure out the, uh, the problem that exists in your community that violates those core values. And we work through the nine different categories of impact projects, these, these different frameworks for problem solving that come from design thinking. And we use that as the framework to identify our structure that we're going to use to solve this problem, whichever one serves us the best. And then, and only then, do we get to the what. Once we finish the why and the how, we do this, why we do this? To empower our teenagers because the world needs our teenagers to reach their full potential. 
How do we do it? We do it through figuring out our core values and then aligning our daily choices with those core values in some courageous way, including taking on a project to begin solving a problem that violates those core values. That's our impact project. And the what? Well, at the very end, then we figure out, oh, this is early college prep. We take this desire that teenagers often have to get into an incredible school, which is a worthy ambition. It's a wonderful ambition. And we take that ambition and we use it to help teenagers discover what matters most to them and how they can make an impact in their community. And that is why I do what I do and how I do what I do and what I do. That is my why. Thank you, Simon Sinek, for an incredible read. I loved the book. And thank you, my listeners, for doing your part in helping empower teens to reach their full potential. The world needs them. The world needs you. And I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for what you're doing. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.